0: Welcome to Sneaker Dads, I'm John Ratner. We've been doing this for two years and this is episode 100, so who better to have as a guest for this special edition of the podcast than Jaren from Parlor 23. He was my very first guest on Sneaker Dads and we have a lot to talk about and a surprise for the listeners, so let's get into it. Jaron, welcome.
1: Hey, John. How's it going?
0: Good. Good to have you back. You were, of course, my first ever guest. Uh, 100 episodes again. So great to have you back. We keep
1: in touch, but uh, great to have you back on the podcast. Great to be back. Congratulations. That's monumental. I think, uh, you know, doing the math, it's been two years, 100 episodes. That's That's a lot of dedication. And I'm sure that the people appreciate the content and myself listening and being a guest. So thank you so much for all you do. Well, I don't want to get
0: into it too much because uh, that's not what we're here for. But I have to say, you know, starting the podcast, you know, uh, shout out to those other podcast producers who uh, sort of helped me and pushed me, particularly the guys from the sneak disk, kind of like, just do it, John. Like that's the only way to start. And one of the hardest parts is securing a guest, at least for me in my format. and you were so cool, willing, flexible just like you were now. But um, again, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about you and what's going on. What is in the rotation? I think I know what's in the rotation. I know you probably keep it pretty light. Uh, I think I've seen it <laughs> in your social, but tell us.
1: I do. I beat everything. So if I got a new pair of shoes, you know, I'm wearing it as much as I can. Um, honestly, in the last little bit, I'd say over the last, I don't know, let's say since the start of the year, maybe i picked up and wear continuously maybe like four or five pairs uh air max is definitely you know my go-to for comfort so you know if i'm going to be walking a lot or whatnot during the day um i got a pair of the concepts the heavies so those are definitely something that i think are slept on as far as you know i guess we'll consider resale to be you know something that determines the value of a shoe but uh you know, so many compliments every time I wear them. And it's a shoe that you can get for under 300 bucks, basically, even on any platform or, you know, when it dropped, there was lots of pairs going around. All the colorways are pretty affordable, I guess you could say. So i seen you rocking one the other day as well. Yeah, I'm trying to get mine. I, I, I am wearing them heavy and I'm
0: trying to see what happens. They seem like they'll be nice when they get a little more wear. So I'm, I'm trying to kind of, you know, even if I'm wearing something else in the morning. I'll switch them in the afternoon play baseball with them. Not not intentionally beat them up, but intentionally wear them. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: I saw that photo. Yeah, that was a dope (laughs) photo. And you rock your laces like me too, nice and loose and just, you know, comfortable, but.
0: Got to get out, chase the boy out, right? You know how that
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. A couple more though. Uh, A pair of, actually I got two pairs of footscapes uh, this year, I guess you could say, but they're older pairs. I'm doing a buyout. Actually from a customer where I was doing a pickup, his uh, address actually happened to be super close to my son's daycare. So after daycare went over there and picked up a box of shoes and uh, I complimented him on, he had a pair of footscapes on and you know, he's a real one if he's rocking some footscapes and he <laughs> said, you know what? I got two pairs upstairs. I got doubles if you want one. And they were a size 10 and I'm an 11 these days. And I said, I don't think they'll fit. He said, trust me, they'll fit. They fit big. So he ran upstairs and got them and brought them down and we hadn't discussed price or anything like that. And, you know, I'm a big fan of like mustards and that sort of, you know, like off colors from colors. And uh, yeah, they're like a nice mustard. And just the way that the panels are woven and stuff, they were dope. I thought even if they don't fit, I'll take off the insoles, which I haven't done in years, but they uh, they fit great. They actually fit like almost a full size uh, big. So yeah, the 10 fit great. And every time I rock them, just so many compliments. Like from the first day I wore them, I stepped outside my door and some old lady like looked at me and said, nice shoes. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, like, I guess so. But yeah, I uh, I didn't know what to offer on them because, you know, there is a market for them, but it's it's more like an eBay market. There's not so much like, you know, pairs just being sought after. Um, but he said, how's 60 bucks? And so <laughs> I said, that's great. And there was actually, uh, they came in like outlet boxes. And I think they were like thirty nine ninety nine from the outlet. And they nice. were 2016 pairs. So, I mean, not too old, but still something that, you know, you're not going to see a lot of people have in their collection i guess and those were the the lows and then he also got me a pair of the uh the mids and they're like a two-tone brown uh which i like they're not as comfortable though like if you're like a comfort guy i definitely like the, the lows like unlaced not tied up and just you know you can rock them with no socks or like some you know invisible stance socks but yeah um i'd say that those are my go-to sort of summer beaters is those three the two-foot scapes and the uh the concepts Air Maxes. Is-
0: yeah, and those footscapes, I always see them when you're you're posting a video of you, you know, doing something. And uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who does a little bit of a hunting once in a while for their own pairs. I have a couple of footscapes, but I don't have a pair that nice. And it's funny because you, you talked about eBay and you look for shoes like footscapes, which, you know, there's been tons and tons over the years but there's different ones with different midsoles and you got a gem on that you definitely got a gem that's one of the nicer ones even in that color because they have that color in different in different um models but different combinations of outsoles and midsoles uh and uh if i could find the one you have i'll be honest i i would buy it because uh you know you, yeah. you you influence but uh i'm glad yeah. you uh i'm glad you shared that story it's a nice come up and uh it's a great pair and and uh, the whole idea that you kind of wear everything and, and and wear your shoes is uh is definitely something we talked about I think on the first episode, but uh, something uh, i'm um, I'm a big proponent of I, I have to ask what's in your son's rotation because we see him on social media you 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 post pictures of him uh, in parlor gear, of course, which we'll talk about he's four now four 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 and a half
1: ish he's four yeah I
0: turned four in may so. Yeah, so I remember he was just two and a half last time we we had you on the podcast so are you getting him into some more serious footwear or Is he just have a couple pairs or what
1: uh yeah I mean you know what kids do with their shoes and so I'm not really like okay this pair's got to be used here or you need a nice pair for going out but these are daycare shoes I mean half the time he's in like Crocs and it's just because one he loves them like he's got like I don't even to be honest I don't even think they're legit Crocs like my girl came home with them with him on like a trip to winters or something like that and he loves them because they look like crocodiles and I'm like okay those are pretty dope and you know you spray them down with the hose and they're good to go again the next day (laughs) clean for daycare but um if we're going out somewhere I mean I I try to restrict them to a couple pairs per size just because otherwise it gets ridiculous like he wears something once and within a half hour at the playground they're destroyed which is cool but when he's just like digging his toes into the ground when I push him on the scooter. <laughs> it's kind of like, come on, man. Like, you got to really do that, you know? So he's, uh, what does he got? He's, he's, he beat, he's, he's an 11 C right now. Um, and he's four, so he's got pretty big feet. But he's got the Halloween dunks, which I just, if I got excess size and stuff that I have at the shop, then, you know, I, I don't really blink twice to sort of put him in an extra pair if they're sitting or something like that. Um, I just, I like the the color blocking on those guys. And then, uh, also the Stussy, the air forces that dropped what, like oh, nice. two, three months ago. And that's what I really like about those that I think I'm going to get him more of as his feet grow. Um, obviously he's going to be getting into tiny his shoes and stuff for kindergarten and all that, but, uh, is I took the laces out immediately and just put the strap on. Yeah. Because they actually got really good support which you can't get out of you know you get the stuff with three straps or something like that and they look like total kid shoes but these look like uh <laughs> not that he looked like he just got out of jail or something but like you know even even though they're super fresh and and there's no laces in them you put the Big strap laces. on and they just got Big tons laces. of support and he yeah. can put them on and off himself and you know take them off the door he forgot something run back put them back on so yeah i really like those
0: it's funny you mentioned that because i over the years have always looked for that shoe that has a Velcro that doesn't look like a kind of Kitty shoe that's only velcro because it has a different look right like to have a, a shoe that should have laces or looks like it has laces even my son he has a pair of FlyEase jordan ones and he loves them because he doesn't have to lace them up and he knows how long it takes to put on jordan one high. so i got him i got him a pair of flies they were supposed to be for his sister and, and she didn't want them, so uh he wears them but um you know they have a strap and they look they look kind of in between, like oh, is this a kid's shoe or is this an adult shoe? But they they kind of pass as uh, and, and I think in his mind, in my mind, as one of those Jordan ones. You know, there's plenty of Jordan ones over the years that have a strap, and and you can't really tell. It's like a oh, this is easy to put on for a kid, and I think he appreciates that, and I appreciate it. that's why you mentioned Stu's. We've I've taken laces out of uh, shoes with straps so many times over the years, and uh, it's cool that you shared the recommendation because I know. A lot of parents look for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, you know, some of them come with like the elastic laces that are not actual laces. And that to me is, I'm not calling it a kid's shoe corny, but it's kind of like, you know, I, I just prefer it as is like we talked about. Um, and lastly, actually he just broke out the, the heavies as well. So I got him a pair of the Air Max, the concepts, um, which I'm not saying I'm disappointed, but the, uh, the men's pair came with that. Like, it's kind of like a velour or velvet type of lace and i'm not one to really lace swap honestly i maybe have one other pair i've ever lace swapped besides those but when i saw those laces in there i thought okay let me try let me let me take five minutes and relace these and see how they look and they look the laces for the the adult pair is, is super nice and then the kids pair of course come with no extra laces for kids you'd think like you know dressing up your shoes and maybe having two different laces in each shoe would be dope but unfortunately yeah a little disappointed on that but uh that's the way it goes.
0: You mentioned that uh, you picked those up, so it kind of covered up the pickup section and the Stussy, because I know you probably didn't pick up anything else. But you mentioned the concepts. Am I right? Because a couple people I've seen post kids pairs that the actual quality is pretty good on those on those kids, because they look like they did a good job.
1: It is, yeah. Even the packaging, same packaging, same box, same everything like that, because it came with like the uh, tissue paper, I guess you could call it, you know, with the paisley print and all that on the inside. I think it is uh they did a good job they didn't really cut corners with that stuff but definitely the laces i think that you know if anybody's listening it'd be dope that kids get you know a few extras or something like that or even like a little sticker pack something that kids can enjoy out of the shoes that would be themed with that sort of drop some concept stickers or something might go a long way yeah as, as a parent you know because kids might not care about the shoes but it came with like some temporary tattoos that match the shoes or something you know a coloring book it might be a cool drop that would uh you know charge an extra five bucks even on retail but i'd be down
0: well i don't know about the stickers but you know enough people in the sort of manufacturing kind of world you, you could probably find a pair of voodler laces if you really wanted to but i'm not sure you want yeah, to do a one-off just for your son to match with you yeah, right? might not yeah. Be no, that.
1: The, the adult the adult ones are really nice though yeah they match almost like that uh like the suede that's on the inside of the tongue you know what I mean? It it's it's really good quality. I was impressed again with the resale of what they are. I would definitely be picking up more pairs. I actually put a bid on um, last night for a second pair, just on StockX to see what I could get it for. Because not too many have walked in either. But it's like I don't know if they didn't produce a lot or they just weren't, you know, picked up enough. But yeah, you know, for whatever reason, they're not going for much above retail. So
0: yeah, that was one of my few pickups recently as well. And I grabbed an extra of. Um... I don't even remember which one it is. It's the one with the um, plain beige midsole. Um, the you
1: got the Mellows, right? That's Mellow. the one I've seen you. Yeah, mm,
0: yeah Mellow. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one, one I, I think you
1: posted. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, they're, they're all they're nice all great. Stuff. They're all great, and you know, relatively easy to wear for something with that much going on. Um,
1: totally, no, it is.
0: You know, we were talking about pickups, but i um, you know, in episode one we talked also about your, you know, your stash, your collection of kids pairs in the shop, which. Aren't all for your son, of course, because some of them aren't wearable and it sounds like he dips in, you dip in for him. Do you still look for those, or you've just sort of slowed down and kind of like, you know what? I have I have a whole case full, or probably more. <laughs> like do you still hunt on eBay and
1: I do. Not eBay so much per se, but more so recommendations through being tagged on Instagram type of thing. So if somebody sees something that somebody's posted. <laughs> It, it's very flattering that sometimes I'll get a couple tags on the same post from several different people or DMS of the screenshot of what people are selling type of thing. And, uh, that's, that's like a compliment to me that, you know, people reach out, um, several people at a time for one post, just to let me know about this shoe. Um, cause they know how passionate I am about actually collecting that. Uh, but as far as you know, the hunt, not so much. Uh, I got two pairs on hold right now, actually with uh, a seller from the States that, you know they're big ticket items so he's been patiently waiting for me to pay for them but uh it's something that i'm definitely excited to add to the collection uh some super old SB stuff that again you don't see every day so it's hard to put a price on it and it's hard to say no at the same time to an expensive price because they're unicorns and ultimately like they're not i'm not going to say go down or go up because i might be the final user of them so it's hard to say like you know you go pay two thousand dollars for a pair of kids shoes oh, well, they're the last ones I've ever seen. So somebody else will pay 3K. It's like, that might not happen. Maybe I am the end user that unfortunately paid the highest ticket, but I'm just happy to have them in the collection ultimately for what it is. Um, But no, the day-to-day search is slowed down a lot, I guess. I mean, I'm well over, I'd say 200 pairs of DS kids shoes with all OG boxes. Um, And again, the majority of the stuff is, original drops and things like that and stuff you don't see every day. Um definitely like I still get friends hit me up with stuff at the mall. Jordan 1s and Dunks and you know if I can get them in like a super small size, like my ideal collecting size is like 2 to 6 C I'd say just cuz they're they're way cuter when they're that small. But uh it, you know if they send me like a 9 or something usually I'll just pass cuz it's not worth me getting just adding more to to the collection based on you know, all these new skews that are coming out with crazy colors. But I'm sure in five years, I'll be kicking myself for not grabbing everything.
0: So you kind of got ahead of me What I was going to ask you, because I wanted to know, I think last time we talked uh, a a little bit about your collection and you talked about having sold stuff over the years and how you don't keep much. Can you talk a little bit about what you have in the stash? And is it really shifted now to being a collector of kids' shoes? Is that really... What it is for you that not even for your son, but even like you know for the sort of stash for the archive, whatever you want to call it, you want like you're talking about high ticket items for in kids' sizes, and I imagine they're not for your son to beat up, right
1: yeah, and sorry, just to clarify, like in comparison to like my collection,
0: yeah, like tell me a little bit about what you have, and then really is is it more now your focus on having a kid's size collection I mean it sounds like that is that right
1: yeah um, I mean back when I guess you could call me a collector uh, I I, as you say wore wore everything Um, I mean first day out and I would buy every Jordan that sort of came out that I was into mostly retro stuff obviously but uh, you know my personal Instagram has always been private and I was never really into like like shoe groups per se I just was into shoes and I didn't really like I didn't really know much about the community as far as you know the instagram community i guess you could say of sneakers which was way different uh let's say i mean 10 to 15 years ago like how long has instagram been around but yeah whenever the start of instagram was i was i was posting on foot pictures of shoes which on my personal page are still there and i I look at them sometimes because i would post like a picture a day of shoes and you know no hashtags no nothing like that it was just like this is the shoe and i would buy it just to just to wear every day and where to work and that sort of thing um and then it just got so that I had so many shoes, and then again i wasn't I'm, I'm I'm private on there, so it was more just like a like a personal thing I was sharing with friends and family and stuff like that, and uh just trying to match outfits and all that and then these days it's more so functionality I want to be in something comfortable and if it's a a pair that means something to me um uh, then I'll hold on to the shoe, whether it be where I got it from at the time or I got it from retail, and somebody you know hooked me up large I'm not gonna go try to make money off that, but definitely when uh I had my son, as I think I mentioned last time on the pod, uh, I downsized like crazy. And I was just more so for room and storage and like, you know, decluttering things. I don't need to make room for this new venture in my life. Um, and with that, I guess, turned into the passion of collecting the kid's shoes. And with that, it's, it's way easier because I don't, you know, I'm not wearing them. So I don't feel so guilty buying them. And, you know, if I'm ultimately giving these to him, it's not you know, I'm not giving him like an investment or like a keepsake as far as that goes, but ultimately hopefully they're worth something down the road. And if they are, then he can use that for whatever he deems, you know, usable for, but, uh, yeah, it's more so just, just something to have on the wall. I keep, uh, one pair, uh, like one, one of the shoes from the pairs at the shop on display in the display case. And then one in his room which is set up kind of like a retail store i guess it's very similar we have like galvanized pipes in his room and like little display cases and stuff and uh like i'll come home with like new pairs for his collection whether it be like one pair one day or five pairs one day because the box came in and i'll uh i'll ask him like oh look i got your new shoes and he will say oh thank you and then he'll say but they don't look like they fit me because they're that two to six C and he knows how big his foot is now and i say no no they're for your collection and you know he doesn't quite get it but but it goes on the wall and it's it's a little crazy in there but yeah i have fun with it
0: yeah that's exactly what i was getting at like you know it's for him even though he can't wear it maybe down the road he'll have it and it's also easier to display like you have you know 60 or you were at the tattoo convention and you had a big 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 pile of sneakers in that glass case and it was like yeah you could never do that with with Mm -hmm. men's sizes right i mean you would take up a whole wall right
1: yeah yeah those uh i fabricated basically um we haven't done conventions in some time obviously with covid going on and all that and it's nice to uh see the resurgence of those coming back, especially to Canada, because, you know, you look at what's going on in the States and they've been having just like within one state, like, you know, a couple of conventions every weekend. And so uh, prior to COVID, we were planning on doing a lot more installations and actually like fabricating more displays and such for conventions. And uh, one idea was to build little display cases that basically replicated like kids blocks, like, you know, the little building blocks that come with the alphabet, A through Z, and they kind of got like the wood grain to them yeah so we did like some acrylic cases that are like four feet tall and spell out like prlr like parlor and uh the the print of the wood grain is sort of our rip on like nike's sbs wood grain and it's got like the money cat sort of hidden in there and stuff and the outline and all those sort of uh you know pigment colors that uh those building blocks typically use and then the negative space where you can see through the acrylic is is filled basically with uh toddler shoes and so it's a cool display that i think will be good um i know we got sneaker con coming up in toronto in september uh so we'll be there for sure and uh trying to do more stuff like that and utilizing what we have um because the cabinet that they're displayed in at the shop is is way too small for the amount of shoes and even a lot get lost in these display cases but you know i'm just having fun with it and uh they turned out so yeah i'm glad you saw that
0: yeah, it's looking really good, and uh, you know we can't we can't have you on without talking about some of the other things you've created, especially your gear. I'm a big fan. Um, my kids wear it. Um, all the crew uh, I know are supporters of uh, your gear. I want to talk about how you come up with some of the concepts because um, you know it's obviously influenced by the shop. You know, sometimes um, the art that you know. The the shop, uh, you know, works with artists and things like that. The city, of course, you did a recent collab with your uh, Oak Park Deli, which you advertise with your lunch all the time and makes everyone salivate and (laughs) with those delicious sandwiches. So can you talk a little bit about kind of where it comes from? Like, it seems like it comes at least partially from everyday life, but also I'm sure some of it just comes from, you know, maybe – inspiration and, and
1: sort of like colors and visual right mm-hmm. yeah I'm you know a lot of these big companies they sort of brand uh seasons a year in advance type of thing and we don't really work like that here like I, I kind of wish we were at that level but at the same time it's nice to be you know have the season that you're about to approach right in front of you and then get the collection ready and then as that one's dropping you're working on two three weeks from then and dropping another collection so we are pretty like hustle bustle here and trying to get everything ready and produced but uh Luckily, because we do work with a lot of local production houses and things like that, uh, quick turnarounds are good, and they, they favor us because they know how passionate we are about what we're doing. Um, but as far as, you know, where we draw inspiration from in that, um, it's just, again, like you said, working with the local artists that we have here. So um, a good friend of ours, uh, Trevor, who's at the shop, he's a, uh, you know, pretty well-known graffiti artist in the city. And, you know, he he sort of throws some tags. And then we'll play around with that and then we'll throw it on. Like when we dropped the fitteds most recently, I think we dropped three fitteds this season, uh, which was like a Pittsburgh colorway and Atlanta colorway and an Oakland colorway. Um, we had keys to match all of them. And we put like a little spray cap beside it, like as if it's tagging, you know, like a P two, three with his little horse tag in the bottom. Uh, the Oakland one had like a little elephant in the bottom. That was, you know, having a spray paint spray paint can in its hand or in its trunk. Sorry. And uh yeah, it's just, you know, through that going down the rabbit hole and like for instance like that that Oakland hat, it started out just like an Oakland hat and we're going to put like the little money cap beside it. And then somehow, you know, Oakland they have an elephant in their graphic and then I looked up on YouTube like elephant painting and there's a whole rabbit hole of like elephants that that paint with paint brushes and can do like called right. self-portraits and <laughs> I mean it's it's more so like a a, a training thing that the, the trainers actually do with elephants but through that i'm just like well this is way cooler than i thought it would be and so it might not mean much to some but like it you know it does have some sort of i guess originality as far as inspiration goes it's not just like we're making things up but uh yeah little things like that 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 spawn into bigger ideas and there's more behind actually what you might see in a graphic um and then there's simple things too but uh yeah like for instance the Oak park graphic like that's just that was my sandwich spot i've been going there prior to having the shop. Cause my brother lives up the street from there. And, uh, I mean, they've catered a ton of events that, that I've done in my personal life and things like that for the shop. And, you know, birthdays, we always grab food from there and through that develop relationships with the owners and, uh, help them produce some merch and, uh, just sent a lot of people their way. And so we always wanted to do something and I've been bugging them forever to make like a merch line for themselves. Cause they're so well-known in like the East Door community and, uh, they just don't have enough time they're so busy and you know they're kind of like a, a mom and pop shop and so you got to really like do it not for them but you know put put the the ball in their park and uh i said okay let's just do a collab and i'll do everything and just you know pay for your half and i'll pay for mine and they stock uh they do champion goods on their end so it's a little bit of a cheaper price point to have there because it's more so for like the promo items of uh you know something to add onto to a sandwich like a 35 dollar tea or thirty dollar tea but we're selling the made in Canada stuff here in store for about fifty.
0: Yeah, I think it's really cool that you know you're supporting local community, and I know you're big on that, and I know your supporters are. But I think it's also cool that you could kind of do something that means something to you, right? I mean, like you support them, and you know it's it's nice when you you don't have to you know go to higher ups and and say, hey, can we do this? And like, wait, you know, you go talk to them; they know you and you kind of can put something into action really quickly. And, um, you know, it, with some of my gear, which you helped me big time on, um, always, always willing to help me and answer my questions and even help me source stuff. But, um, you know, it's cool. Like I I've made things that I made them because I wanted them. I wanted my son to wear them or I wanted to wear them because it meant something to me. And, you know, the buyer was secondary yeah of course i don't want to be sitting on 12 t-shirts or 20 t-shirts but i did it because of me because it meant something to me and i think that's cool that you're doing that with oak park i have to mention 100th episode we are going to do a giveaway so if you're listening uh right now which i guess you have to be listening um what you need to do to enter you need to comment on the sneaker dad's instagram page post um, it's gonna be on my personal page, but go to the go to the sneaker dads Instagram page, find the the episode for this one with Jaron, find the photo, comment below what you are eyeing on the parlor 23 website. We're gonna give you guys the winner, one winner, a $50 credit to Parlor website. So you'll get a credit there. Um, I have some sneaker dad stuff, I have some parlor gear, um parlor's uh, been nice enough also to donate a kick knit that's a crocheted sb booty so if you have a baby great if you don't you can gift gifted to someone we have a net magnetism kick brick and we also have some other dope items so one winner all you have to do is go to the sneaker dad's instagram post for this episode with jaron for parlor 23 and tell us what you're eyeing on his website the contest closes in two weeks um we talked a little bit about the collabs and uh working with you know your crew of sort of creators and things like that are you planning to do more kids gear is the kids gear sort of part of the i guess the future rotation of what you're doing is it i know maybe not always do kids gear but should we expect more kids gear
1: yeah i mean like you said if, if you know if, the sneaker dad's merch, like you said, if you have, you know, 12 shirts that you're sitting on you're like, oh, well, I'm just happy to wear them all. It's the same motive behind the kids stuff. Um, I wish we were bigger than we are. And I think that I'm definitely going to be trying to put a lot more energy into uh, elevating the kids brand, I guess you could say, because I feel like I've been doing a decent job as far as producing, you know, good quality kids gear. Um, When it comes to that, like I shop around for the stuff and I love finding good kids stuff uh, elsewhere. Also, Um, I mean, brands like Kith, like they do a great job as far as like kids streetwear. What is it? We Are Little Giants, I think, is a company out of New York that they do. They have a a beautiful retail store, all designed for kids, obviously of our demographic um, into sneakers and things like that. Uh, But I think it's just elevating the brand and, and just getting it out there and making more units. I make very little of what I do make. Usually it's, you know, carryover from like men's styles and we'll just add you know, one or two of each size for the kids stuff, because it is higher price stuff. Um, you know, I definitely don't get a price break when it comes to buying, you know, men's made in Canada sweatpants, let's say, versus kids one, there's obviously a difference in price, but it's like, you can go to the gap and find a nice pair of kids sweatpants for <laughs> probably under 20 bucks. And then, you know, our stuff is, is more around that 40, $50 price mark. And, and, and it adds up when kids outgrow it or burn through it. But there's always hand-me-downs. My, uh, my nephew now rocks all my son's old stuff. And I'm like, man, that kid's like, he's pretty fly, you know? (laughs) So it's nice seeing it being carried down like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, just the ideas and sorry to just go back to like the Oak Park stuff, like what you were saying with having the passion and seeing somebody else, uh, light up the same way with their, their ideas going onto a garment. Uh, yeah, Joel helps me, uh, who, if you don't know, is the guy, my right-hand man in the shop that does a lot of the you know, 99% of the graphics that we put out, he does the fine tuning to all of them. and sort of the stuff that i come up with concept wise and puts it on to, you know, the computer and then back and forth with our production side that actually translates that into graphics that go on garments and such. Um, and when we, uh, we did the Oak Park collab, there's a hit on the back that has, you know, this guy carrying two sandwiches and that guy is Arthur, who's the owner of Oak Park. And I took a photo of Arthur there and I felt really weird doing it. Like, okay, pose like this, pose like that. And then I had to bring it back to Joel who'd only met Arthur once and he had to come up with this illustrative sketch. And I had to bring that back to Arthur and I'm like, this is gonna be, you know, go one way or the other here, right? Like, we're gonna start all over or he's gonna love it. And he loved it. But seeing that, you know, it's like when you go to Wonderland and get that caricature of yourself drawn and then they turn it around and you're like, ah, that doesn't look anything like me or that's very flattering. Thank you. So yeah. just seeing him light up and, You know, he moves like 50 units in store in the first like three days, which again, he's like a deli shop, you know what I mean? So either he's a really good sales guy or the merch, you know, speaks for itself. And I think it's a bit of both there, but people just want to support. So seeing that turn to life for, for other people. And like you said, like your merch killing it. So just, you know, being a part of other things going on in the city as well, uh, helps keep me inspired to do my stuff as well as the kids stuff for sure.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, Joel of uh, Rodney Shaw. People can check out his work. But you mentioned, you know, passing down stuff. My son, I obviously buy a lot of your gear for my son. And uh, when he grows out of them, he has a neighbor. His best friend lives down the street and he's smaller than him. He's a year younger. And, uh, it's funny cause they're not into the scene at all. Like they don't even know, but we give them a bag of like, you know, a couple of pairs of sneakers every couple months or every season. And it'll always have a parlor shirt. He's outgrown. His, <laughs> his, his sister is smaller than him, but she has her own and she doesn't grow out of them too quickly. So, and she doesn't want his old stuff anyway. But, uh, so we give it, we give it down the street and once in a while I'll see this young, young boy wander over to come hang out with my son and he's wearing a parlor shirt and he That's doesn't hilarious. even know and he's yeah. got you know a cool kid friendly design and i'm like hey nice shirt it kind of gives me like the this came from you didn't it like
1: <laughs> oh i'd i'd love to catch him in the wild because i do i do see parlor here and there you know what i mean like yeah. random like i go to the mall one time and like point it out to my girl i'm like Look at that guy's shirt over there when you see it on a kid um we did a pop-up at a cafe event space maybe about two months ago. And it was right when we dropped the fitteds and uh, a mom bought a fitted for her son. And uh, he left the pop-up and my girl was driving down the street to come to the pop-up. And she's like, I saw a little kid and he was rocking one of your hats, I swear. And she knows what the hats cost. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, you know, so I was like, yeah, that's so cool that, you know, the parents are getting the kids into it or the kids just are attracted to the merch. And it's, yeah, it's very flattering to, to see that people, again, we'll, we'll spend the money and I'm not here trying to bank off, you know, selling high priced kids gear. It, it's definitely a passion project and uh, more kids get the merch for their birthdays than I probably sell in store. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I got a kid's birthday coming up. Perfect. I got tons of cool stuff and I feel kind of cheap giving them things from the store at times, but the, the parents are super happy. Cause they're like, you know, I always liked your stuff, but it's a little pricey or, you know, I didn't know you actually sold this stuff. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting Avenue to be on, on the kid's side of stuff. And maybe getting into other, you know, kids stores and, and wholesaling to so that might be a, another Avenue just for exposure's sake to, to try to focus on too.
0: Yeah, and I know you've done that with some of your other gear getting into uh, to other retail stores. And, and you know, you mentioned the birthdays when when, when I make an order and you say, John, what do you do like this? A, you know, what are you buying all this stuff for? Like well, you, you went off and it's like often for that reason. Like I want to I want to give it mm-hmm. to a birthday gift because for me, there's nothing better to, you know, first of all. You know, they one of the reasons why I don't donate it necessarily always, and I'll give it to someone is because it's such good quality. And, and you know, I know you know my neighbors will appreciate it when it's not like you know, like a cheap T-shirt that my son's worn through, and it's like, why are you giving me this? It's like something that holds up and, and looks good after being washed but you, you mentioned like the birthdays i i love going to you know giving someone a gift and then they're like oh cool what's this and then i could tell them the story and i could say oh you mm-hmm. know he's down there and then maybe they'll come check you out with their kid and, and, and do that and, and kind of have that whole you know story behind it or just yeah this is my homie and you know he has a he has a shop and 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 that's it maybe it doesn't go further than that but uh, and also different designs because i think i know people appreciate their kids not you know, not that there's anything wrong with spending, um, you know, 12 bucks on a Gap T-shirt. But, you know, if 90 if percent of the class is wearing it, you know, the kids like wearing, <laughs> wearing something different. And I think something.
1: Yeah. Right. Totally. And that's, you know, not to take this conversation too far, but yeah, my son's going to kindergarten starting uh, next month. So September he'll be in JK. And uh, we did like a little tour of the school. And they give you like a little gift bag to take home. And then they tell you sort of what the uh, ensemble is that they recommend wearing, which is there's colors to the school to be worn. And it's got to be like, I got to look it up. But I think it's a navy top with like khaki bottoms or something like that. And, you know, I looked at my girl right away and I kind of eyebrows up and I'm like, okay. New August collection, oh, <laughs> new collection. <it's, laughs> oh, it's just, you know, like. <laughs> you could yeah, sell I, to I, the
0: whole school, Jared. You just look yeah, nice.
1: I, I, got, I got way too excited. When, when I saw the mannequin in the front hallway. I thought, what is this stuff? Like, it's decent, but come on. like. And so I, uh, yeah, either way, again, he can wear just a blank shirt. Like they said, go to Old Navy and buy, you know, a Navy yeah. shirt and you you're good. With my daughter. But I'm like. Uh, uh-uh, I think I'm gonna get him. You know, chit <laughs> it out. So nothing I too flashy. I could see the Navy right? shirt but,
0: with a gold money gun on. His. Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that, or those little school insignia, just to get the teachers like, "What is this guy doing?" But, yeah, yeah, I yeah. No, nothing that you don't want him to stand out too much. You know, it's just something that I, you know, if he's gonna be dressed, you know, be well dressed. That's all
0: yeah you know my son he, he's going to grade five now and he's at the point now he where he wants to stand out and it's like mm. kind of like he, he will wear the i got him like an orange like carmelo anthony hoodie from uh, from that new york um vintage shop uh, i forget what it's called uh anyway and it's like a mellow wearing his you know his syracuse and his like bright orange and mellow's wearing like he's got the braids and he's got like and and he wants to wear it to school i'm like you know it's fine like nothing's gonna happen he's in grade five it's not like we're in grade like when we were in grade nine you know maybe someone would do something or say something there's no risk of that but i kind of like second like is this is this what I want him to wear and he, he doesn't care now. I can't control yeah. it. Like if yeah. he wants to wear a mellow hoodie, like I see kids at school, they're wearing whatever the hell they want. So, you know, but for a, a JK yeah,
1: a little different <laughs> Maybe somewhat subtle, right?
0: So yeah. Well, speaking of your son, I wanted to ask because he's he's in a lot of your photos and he looks like
1: he looks like he's happy. Is he generally cool with like getting involved? He's, I'm sure, like any kids, you know, like they get in moods. And you got to kind of feel out the mood and you know, any of the photos that I do post, it's not like we're going out for a photo shoot. It's like, okay, we'll make sure your clothes are somewhat clean today. And you know, (laughs) we'll put a bib on you if you eat watermelon before we take some photos, but we'll be out doing something, you know, go on to the Toronto Island per se, or, you know, go into a botanical garden where it's going to be cool. And I'm like, oh, you know, there might be some good shots there. And then uh, as we're getting there, sort of having in the back of my mind, like, okay, We'll have a lollipop ready when we're ready to do the photo <laughs> shoot right and then you sort of you know start playing around with them and then oh you want a lollipop okay let me take to, you know show me some funny faces that's usually what we do And I you know I like candid stuff and I it's you know my family I'll, I'll get asked to take photos because they see all the photos I take when we go on vacation of like their kids and I love taking photos of kids because they're so natural right and same with animals I love taking photos of animals because you can catch them in a moment and it's very natural, and they're not posing versus adults are like, you know, want to look a certain way. And uh, I take horrible photos of of adults, like you know, like girls in a group want a photo after dinner. I'm like, uh, I always get blamed for how they turn out. But when it comes to the kids and stuff, I get many compliments. So it's it's pretty natural. Um, despite yeah, he's not in the like modeling. For things, or so, like, I don't really push it that way either. They're they're definitely 99% of them are are candid, just like waiting for the right time that he's not looking for men.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to get him to sit still at least for 30 seconds. He does have, I've noticed that he does sort of have like, he, he's he got a few of the mugs. He's got like, sort of like the I'm cool mug, and he's got like the smiling <laughs> one. And then, like, so he, he's, he, it's definitely, he definitely seems to give you what you need, even if there's a lollipop waiting or a, uh, or it just you got five seconds and you got lucky because i know a lot of it is being lucky one more thing i want to ask you about your son does does he like hanging in the shop is he paying more attention to shoes as he gets older is he still mostly into uh
1: not really dinosaurs (laughs) yeah no we had him uh he was here yesterday got dropped off and i had to wait for a customer to pick up some shoes so he was here for maybe 20 minutes half hour and he uh he just wants to go on on the iPad which you know we restrict them as much as we can but there's certain times that uh it works you could say you know and he has like a Nintendo Switch too so sometimes we'll pull that out but you know he'll go days without using it and then when you know we think he's been good we'll reward him with some Nintendo Switch time or whatnot but as far as in the shop and caring about shoes he is very deconstructive he will go and take joy out of going behind the shoe shelf and knocking them all off and looking at me the entire time. And it's more so like a tag game. I get it. You know, he doesn't want to be in here, but maybe if we had a shop, like the, uh, the little giants, New York shop or there, I think it's their LA store and have like a slide from upstairs to the bottom. Like, you know, he might be more into it, but here we just got a big TV and, uh, and a church pew to sit on. So it's somewhat <laughs> not kid friendly, despite all kids are welcome. There's not much going on, you know?
0: Well, I'm sure uh, the TV helps when he uh, has time to kill. And, yeah, you know, four-and-a-half-year-old, I, I have a tough enough time talking sneakers with the 10-year-old. So, you know, yeah, going through all the history of this Jordan, like, nah, like, I don't blame yeah, him.
1: <laughs> he's nowhere near that yet. He isn't, you know, he likes his shoes, and he definitely, I ask him which ones he likes. He'll go back to the same one a week later and say the same thing. So I think, you know, he definitely cares about, I guess, what goes on his feet, you could say, but at the same time, you know, back to the crocs. But the crocs look good. You know, yeah. they're functional. So no complaints. You know, one thing we didn't talk about last time, and I wanted to ask
0: you your opinion of or where you think we are, because I think we're at an interesting time in the sneaker market. We've kind of gone really, really high. And you know, it was kind of a point in resale prices, particularly um, where it seemed like it couldn't go any higher. And 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 I think we're still there for some things, but I think we've at least plateaued off and maybe coming down. And I think maybe maybe people are a little bit concerned. You know, people are talking recession, not that I pay too much attention to the economic data, but just in general, how much do you pay attention to the sneaker market? Because I, I imagine you have to, to some degree, when you have people coming in and, and doing buyouts, it is, it is your livelihood, you know, um, you know selling sneakers for a large part so how closely do you pay attention and kind of how do you pay attention
1: uh i do pay i guess a lot of attention but in the same token uh in a different regard than i'd say the majority of you know i hate to call myself a reseller but unfortunately that kind of is my profession um but i guess i can kind of consider myself a broker if it's any more kudos to me <laughs> but uh you know, the guys that just, you know, I, I don't knock the hustle either, right? Like, get your money however you can. you got 15-year-old kids. I had one come and sell me a couple pairs of shoes, and i was like, how did you get these? And he's like, well, you know, about 150 of them. And I'm like, how? Like, with what money? He's like, on a credit card. I'm like, well, that's like, you know, for lack of math, like 20 grand. Like, you have 20 kilometers on a card? Or is your parent? He's like, no, I built it up. And this kid was like sixteen. And so I can't really knock, you know, if you're making 20 bucks a pair, 150 pairs, that's some money for, you know, a 16 year old kid. But, uh, I, I don't really pay too much attention to the new stuff that drops. I don't really try much to buy anything at retail. Um, I tried and confirmed actually this week to get some pairs of slides, you know, for myself and my son struck out and I've tried before and struck out, um, obviously, you know, the bots are eating them up, but as far as, you know, supply and demand of the new stuff, it's its not something that I personally watch, um, which I feel like that's definitely the wave of the majority of the common day reseller. Um, but, you know, that's a different formula. That's sort of like the sneaker consignment resale shop. You know, they have a lot of the same SKUs that the Foot Locker in the same mall will have a month prior. And then, you know, that mall shopper will go in there and gravitate towards those SKUs. And a lot of the shoes are nice and I do enjoy stocking those shoes as well um, when they come in and I'll pay above retail and then put my tag on them too. But uh, I'm definitely not trying to have, you know, a whole wall of Panda Dunks at the shop. Um, And that's not really my, my you know, ideal customer, I guess you could say. It's my demographic. It's the same customer, but there is sort of that, you know, that that blurry line between my customer and the mall customer, despite, you know, I got love for anybody that's sort of into sneakers and and wants to be a part of the community. Um, But definitely watching the older stuff in the market and what's happening with that uh, is interesting to me. Um, And I definitely, you know, I'll do buyouts and there'll be certain SKUs that I don't offer much on, but if I'm buying a collection, then sometimes the seller's happy to just get rid of everything at once. And so I'll pick up things that, you know, that might be worth like 80 bucks on StockX right now. And I could sell that shoe for a hundred bucks right now in store. But I might tuck it away. And then, you know, in a year or two, maybe there'll be a wave and that shoe might be four or 500 bucks. And so I definitely have uh, a couple storage units of some stuff that I've tucked away that hopefully will appreciate in value. And if not, I'll get back what I should have, hopefully in the future when I got to liquidate. But yeah.
0: Yeah. It looks, seems to me, you have a really good mix of sort of, oh, wow. Like, look what, look what Parlor has. Like, I haven't seen those in a while. Like, like you said someone someone liquid in the collection maybe they have you know 40 pairs of jordan ones but or you know a bunch of old retros um always dead stock of course with you but maybe they have like you know a couple footscapes maybe maybe not in your size maybe you're gonna leave them or like just some some older sbs it's kind of like hidden gem type of things and and those are the things that i always look for you know i'm i'm not a uh I'm not uh this was at Foot Locker last month, uh, now I'm paying resale a month later type of guy. And but you know, I, I don't blame anyone, you know, if the guy's consigning to you or you because, you know, um there's there's money to be made and people want those you know, panda dunks and things like that. But it's cool that, you know, you can always go on your site and find, you know, things it's like not just that I'm not didn't know what I was looking for, but that I even forgot maybe existed like some mm-hmm. some rare gems and and cool stuff like that. So I guess those those are usually coming in when you're
1: doing a buyout or or
0: someone's consigning, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think uh you hinted at like some SBs coming in at affordable prices.
0: <laughs> it oh doesn't yeah, really
1: happen these days. <laughs> as I kick myself, you know, I uh I guess I kind of wanted to tell you this story. Maybe this is the right time, but yeah, like as far as like putting things away and tucking that away, you know, back in the day prior to having the shop, that was never even in the back of my head and. know even when we opened like i I, you know i've told this story to many people but like it's on the back of one of our t-shirts like our menu and you know red lobsters like a size run we sold them for 225 canadian uh papa bears i think like 350 a size run we had all that stuff and that was seven years ago so like 2015 um and even then like 350 for a fuzzy you know dunk was (laughs) funny it was outrageous like you know the guys at the shop were like are you kidding you can get 350 for these and uh, the one that does haunt me, though, is uh, the Freddy Krueger. And I, uh, I mean, my dog's name, my late dog, his, uh, his name is Krueger. And uh, prior to having the shop, again, I kind of brokered deals with stuff. People knew that I was the guy to contact to look for shoes and things like that. And uh, I didn't really buy stuff to resell, but I would sort of like, you know, middleman the deals and stuff like that for higher ticketed items. And uh, my friend, his brother gave him a pair of Freddy Krueger samples, uh, from China. He was, uh, like the Nike SB basically rep in China, but it was more so like team manager of people. So when, uh, like skaters would go to China to get a tour, uh, and like hit up skate spots and all that, he would show them around. So he was very high up at Nike at the time. And, uh, yeah, he somehow got his hands on a pair of them. And this is like, I want to say like the look-see samples of Freddy Krueger's like the, probably the most expensive ones. And he gave it to his brother and said, when you go to school, you sell these and pay for your school. And so his brother held on to them for like a year. And then his brother wanted a dog <laughs> and he hit me up and was like, Hey, I really want to get this dog. How much do you think I can get for these shoes? And I was like, okay, well, let me ask around. Cause I, I don't have, you know, two grand to buy shoes those days. And again, just haunts me because Kruger, I just would have had it out of nostalgia, like to have that shoe on display, you know, it's a talking piece, but to me it's more sentimental for what it is. And uh, yeah, I found a buyer the same day, 2.5 K and uh, yeah, I didn't even meet up to do the deal. I called the guy and said, drop it to this guy. He'll be here. And then that guy, middleman, the deal and the other guy came and met him and I made 500 bucks off a pair of Freddy Krueger's and sold them for 2.5 K Canadian. Yeah. So, you didn't have them in your as, possession,
0: so you can't say you had him, even though. Oh.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I could have got them for less than 2K if he knew they were going to me. Like, he didn't yeah. care. You know, yeah. it was, I was too lazy to go and see them or even like, you know, try to sell them for 3K. I could have just, you know, I told him, he's going to give you 25, just break me off, you know, 500 bucks and we're all good. And, <laughs> and his brother is pissed to this day. I talked to his brother and he's told the story on another podcast, and it's just the one that got away, you know, so. As far as tucking things away and the resale market, I'll never forget that that deal. His brother knew, and <laughs> but you know you,
0: the, what you were talking about before that story. And that story brings up a good point: the idea of tucking stuff away. You know, in addition to kind of paying attention to the market, there is some element of you have to make it make a bet or make a, a educated decision about. Putting stuff away. I know, you know, when when you're doing when you did like raffles and things like that, that were obviously pairs that you had saved for another day, and you said, okay, here's the right time or whatever, and you talked about storage lockers. So there is sort of like, okay, where are we? Where are we now? Where do I think I'm going to be in a year? And is the you know, NetMag Tong talks a lot about this. Is sort of you know, doing the sort of doing the mental calculation. Okay. Is it worth the $20 now per pair or should I wait, sit on it, factor in the cost, right? There has to be some of that kind of prediction
1: going on, right? When you have stashes of stuff, right? You know, it's funny. That was, he was my next conversation. I was going to continue with that convo. Uh, but yeah, NetMag, he, he raised a good point with me. He told me, cause I said, you know, like, what, what do you think about like, you know, I prefer talking away higher price ticketed, like Dior's, let's say. And if you got a couple of pairs of those, tuck them away because it's three units, right? Like I got three pairs of yours. So how much will that, you know, if I spent, let's just say 9K on them a piece, how much will that 9K appreciate to, and what do you got to wait? Three years, right? Before, hopefully there's a decent margin on them that you can resell them for, depending on what size it is. And he says, yeah, but what can you do with that 9K today? Or, you know, that's 27K if you got three pairs, right? Like can how much? Can you generate off that 27K that's liquid cash in your pocket as opposed to collecting dust and, you know, the soles getting oxidized and stuff like that. So he makes it harder to, to put things away in my mind, at least in my conversations. But obviously, you know, certain pairs, there's, there's more of a, a safety net attached to tucking them away. You know, certain pairs of air maxes and things like that. Um, whenever there's like a brand associated with uh, a shoe or a person, you know, a collab type of thing. I feel like those are are safer than just tucking away a certain shoe. Um, But it's, yeah, it's so hard to say.
0: Yeah. You know, even as a, someone who doesn't sell shoes, you know, occasionally will sell something old pairs to friends or online on Instagram. A- and I do sell some stuff on platforms like StockX for sometimes a profit, sometimes a loss, but we talked about the concepts and that is a pair, the Air Max ones that I kind of said, wow, like this is, this shoe has got to be worth something more one day. So if I have an extra pair, it's fine, but then start to think about it. Well, Okay it's going to be worth, I paid say 300, let's say it's worth 500 in two years. You know, you see the pattern of resale of rare shoes or collabs and it's like, okay, two years made a $200 profit. Like, is that really what I should be doing with my $300? Yeah. It's a great turnaround. It's, it's whatever 60% or 70% profit, but what could I be doing with that $300 for me? I'd probably just buy six hats for it. So yeah, better, <laughs> better to have the concepts in the closet, but you know, from your perspective or net perspective, yeah, they the, I guess it's a constant kind of constant kind of calculation recalibration. You have to look at your inventory and I know he sits on stuff. I mean, there's no way he doesn't cause things come in and you guys obviously have different business models, but it's uh it's always interesting to see because, you know, that forces you to kind of pay attention and talk to people. I mean, people are coming in, right. And they're, they're resellers or they're collectors. Right. And I'm sure you have tons of conversations with them about what's happening. Right.
1: Yeah. And I guess it's, you know, relating what some would deem like investments into stocks and such. And it's like, wow, that went up 10% in a year. Like that's, I mean, I'm not a big stock guy, but I think that's decent though. Right. Versus, you know, like you said, if it went up and you doubled your money, in two, three years off, let's just say it's a $500 shoe and now it's worth a thousand bucks, but let's say you had, you know, 20 of them, right? Then do you put that money into stocks or do you put it into like an asset, let's say like a commodity and then, yeah, you gotta go flip 50 of them. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I think that, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just right time at the right place. Um, and I mean, like the last dance is a perfect example. I had a buyout that, uh, again, this is the one that kind of redeemed me from the Freddy Cougar because, uh, did a huge buyout. It was like 200 and I think it was 227 pairs. I remember cause it was a super random number and I turned down maybe like 50 pairs that he had. And it was like Chicago ones, bread, ones, Concords, uh, Bel Air fives, like the original ones, um, and a few other pairs. But, uh, Obviously Chicago's and all that I paid a bit for, but like the Bel Airs, I think I got like 25 pairs of them. And, you know, when I got that shoe, uh, I was looking to sell it for like 450, which was like market, if not maybe a little more, and like that's a dreamer price, but I'll make, you know, hundred bucks a pair or something like that, 150 bucks a pair. Well, that shoe I sold some of them for I think eleven fifty was the most I sold a pair for. And that was like after the last dance dropped and I bought that buyout, I think in January and last dance dropped, I think in March. So within like four months that shoe like quadrupled basically my cost for what I could sell it for and tripled, you know, what market price was. So it's just crazy. You never know. I won one of those Bel Airs for me. That was, uh, yeah, (laughs) see that was, yeah, the good old raffle days when (laughs) people were sitting at home ready to gamble. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, I've been doing a little less raffle purchases these days, but uh, it's it's always uh, it's always cool because I don't remember where I get a lot of pairs, but I I remember where uh, I get my raffles I, or when I when I get pairs from you're just buying them from from you or people like Tong and you know I'm glad we got a little bit into the um, the market because you know you talk about you know the regular mainstream sort of buyer looking for you know the panda dunks and how that affects. market and things like that but then there's the you know the collectors and the resellers and I think we we kind of got into all of that and your perspective as always is 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 very welcome and I'm glad we got to talk a lot about you know your uh, um, the shop parlor 23 and your son too and uh, and uh, you know really cool to have you back on after uh, this long (laughs) feels like it hasn't been that long the last couple years feel like they've flown by but it has been (laughs) almost two years so Jared, I, I really, uh, I'm glad you uh, came back on and, um, you know, have to thank you again for all the help you provide because um, um really couldn't do um, my stuff from everywhere from the hats to the gear and, and everything else. So um, big shouts to you for that and for coming on. It was a lot of fun.
1: No, it's my pleasure, John. And again, once like, it's, you know, so thankful to have guys like you that are doing podcasts. I don't even say like this because your podcast is quite unique and, You know, bringing the community together and sharing stories that I don't think a lot of other podcasts might touch on, based on how they're sort of uh, you know broken down and things like that. So it's it's uh, it's very big privilege to be on here, the first and the hundredth episode. And thank you, and thank you to the sneaker community for keeping you know the content coming. Because if there was no community, I don't think not that you wouldn't have a platform, but I think that you know myself, I wouldn't have a store, and uh, we wouldn't have maybe even been friends. You know, and so before anything. I think that I consider most of the people that shop here and most of the people that listen to your podcast and are on your podcast are friends of yours, or friends of mine. So that's the most important thing, I think, is community. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for doing what you do.
0: Huge thanks to Jaren for coming on the pod and all his support. Be sure to check out Parlor23 on Instagram and on the web. He's an important part of the community and does a lot of really great things. You can find me at Heads Ain't Ready on Instagram. Sneaker Dads is on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, as well as at sneakerdads.com. We're taking a short break until September after going 100 weeks straight, but we'll be back. Don't forget to get your contest entry in. Thanks for listening. Later.